You better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air sign's flashing. Broadcasting live and local, this is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. Yeah, we do that weekdays uh, from 5.30 till 9, but if you aren't able to join us then, if you want to kick back and uh, relax and catch up on some of the things that you might have missed out on that you heard us talking about or just re-listen to a few things, well, this is the place to come. It is uh, the podcast version of the show. Uh, Coming up, and uh, producer Rob blew us all away with uh, his rendition of an ACDC classic inspired by your suggestions earlier in the week when we asked you to put Dagwood Dog into a song title. And uh, what Robbie came up with and delivered live at the studio was absolutely brilliant. We're going to have that for you not too far away. Uh, We'll revisit the cafe as well, thanks to Milk and Honey Ann Street in Toowoomba. Uh, We discussed uh, the emerging new sexual revolution that's uh, happening particularly online amongst young women. And uh, it is really great to see what is happening there. We'll have a bit of a laugh with uh, You Can't Be Serious uh, and a little bit more. It is Uh, all on the way on the podcast including well this is the one that everybody wants to hear thanks to bottle mart it is the smelly boots and let's have a look at what is happening for the rest of this round. Round number three in the NRL, and it's a very good morning to our tipsters. Uh, Paul Solid Reedy, who is on show jumping duty out at the uh, the showgrounds. G'day, champion. Yeah, g'day, Lee. G'day, Gov. G'day, everyone. All right. And, uh, of course, Gov, good morning, mate. G'day, Lee. G'day, Solid. Actually, Solid, you've probably seen a couple of horses like that jump, jumping over those um, hurdles there at some <laughs> yeah, stage today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there is actually an old racehorse here that I used to own, and he's going better now in the show jumping <laughs> ring. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me at all, and he's probably doing better in the tipping too, Fennick, and this is why we pay the experts, folks. Last week, Gov a four out of eight, Solid a five out of eight, and me a six out of eight. So uh, there you go. Why do we do the experts at all? I don't uh, know. We we knew, we knew the score was going to get him in today, Gov. Someone stopped it. Oh, my goodness. If he had been three out of eight, we wouldn't have heard the ladder. <laughs> this, is, this is very true. Uh, Robbie said, my producer, Rob said, I can't get on to Gov. I said, keep trying. I'm going to rub it in. It might be the only time I win the, the round. He's not getting off that easy. All right. Let's get to Campbelltown Sports Stadium. And should the Tigers uh, get off the pokies for long enough, uh, they'll be playing against the Warriors. Uh, first of all, boys, bit of a storm in a teacup. I mean, these are adults. They weren't drunk. They weren't doing drugs. They weren't harassing anybody. They were at home and in bed by 10 o'clock. What do I care whether win or lose or draw what what adult players are doing up until 10.30 at night solid? Yeah, no, I don't know what this is all about anyway. Um, they're growing men, allowed to go out and either celebrate or commiserate. We all do it in different parts of our lives. And as you said, nothing legal, nothing untoward. So I don't know who's carrying on about this. It's just absolutely unbelievable, Gov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, every season there's a couple of indiscretions happen. But, yeah, once the media grab hold of things are trying to blow out of proportion, that's what they've got to do. They've got to sell newspapers or get you onto the internet. So, yeah, mate, it's um, very, very strange. Well, I've got a theory. Uh, so we'll see if it plays out. I've got a theory that it was Madge that actually leaked this whole story to the media and it's an opportunity for him to give the team a big blast up and get them in the media and get everybody against them and they're going to come out so fired up in this game tonight. I'm backing them to win by plenty. Uh, anyway, your thought, Gov? You've gone straight to Tiger Town season two. Absolutely. This is season wow. two. Yeah, okay. Wow, well, 
Um, I'm not going to go with you, seriously. Neither am I. Warriors went in for within a whisker last week of beating the Titans, and there's no way they're going to get beaten by a misfiring West, even if Madge has leaked the story and he's given them a rev. All right. Uh, you two will be sorry. I, I, you're solid. Obviously, you're sticking with the Warriors, too. Yeah, Madge is just upset he wasn't invited to play Queen of the Nile with the rest of the boys, so I'll go with the Warriors. And Lee, if you've got a theory, it's got to happen more than once in a row, so at the moment, it's just a hunch. <laughs> All right, call me Scoop then when uh, tomorrow morning comes. We'll see how we go. Uh, straight after that game, 7.05, uh, what a cracker this is shaping up to be. Uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're going to be fired up against the Sydney Roosters. Uh, I still think the Roosters will be too good for them. Uh, which way do you see it going, Solid? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Roosters. They were very impressive last week yeah. uh, getting rid of the Eagles, although the Rabbits did come back really good against the Storm. It was a good, tough game. Yeah. Um, but I'll go with the Roosters, mate. And Gov? Yeah, I'm going to make it three in a row. Uh, really tough game, toss of the coin job. But um, if South play for a full 80 minutes... They're a chance, they're a big chance, but I just think the Roosters get over the top of them. All right, let's put the curse straight on the Roosters. So the hit Carrington Park, we'll see Penrith Panthers, 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon, take on the Newcastle Knights. So, gee whiz, the Knights, they're $4. I can't see them winning for a number of weeks. You talk about the Tigers, I think they're in the same boat. I've got Penrith by 30-plus. Which way are you going on this one, Solid? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Knights, Lee. I disagree with you on your theory and your hunch now. Wow. I'm going to go with the Knights. I think they can upset the Panthers actually this weekend. So, yep, I'm all over them. What? Okay, Gov? Yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a shock. Yeah, look, the Knights came out of the blocks full of running and they've, you know, they started the season really, really good. This is probably their acid test, but I think the Panthers get them in this one. All right. Amy Park, 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. Melbourne Storm take on the uh, the form side of the competition in the Parramatta Eels. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look, they just had to have a little breather last week. Uh, Which way do you see this one going, Gov? Yeah, look, the Eels will be hurting from last week's um, loss to the Sharks. And I think Craig Bellamy might have picked up on that. I think he'll have his troops ready to roll. I'm going to storm. All right. Uh, solid. Uh, I know that you are as solid as a rock when it comes to your team, the Eels. Yeah, look, the Storm are very clinical. But I'm going to stick with the Eels, as I always do, week in. Week no week, doubt. No, I don't leave them. And I know you boys tipped it last week that I'd be orphaned because of the Storm, but I'm going to tip the Eels to fight back. Okay, absolutely fantastic. Well, I'm solid number two, and uh, dead set, it's the storm all the way. Uh, fair, I mean, fair. Nick. We're lucky you even oh. heard that, Dick Gus. Yeah, I thought he would have just breezed over it and moved on. All right, moving on to GIO Stadium. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, uh, we crueled them last week. All three of us were on the Raiders, and uh, we absolutely destroyed them. They do go in as favourites over the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, will they beat them down there in cold old Canberra? What do you reckon, Gov? Yeah, look, tough. Tough at home with the Raiders. I see Schneider's back. He's back from the COVID thing. Um, that puts uh, Frawley back on the bench. Just don't know whether that's going to be enough to uh, fire the green machine up. So I'm going to go to the Titans. They've been pretty uh, consistent. So I'm going to give them a chance to upset the Raiders. All right. Well, I'm going to upset the butcher. And I'm saying, Troy, I'm on the Canberra Raiders. Uh, solid. Which way are you putting the weight? No, I'm going to follow Gov. I'm going to go with the Titans. You know, I'm a big Titan supporter, oh, so I'll go with them down. over the Raiders, mate.
Yeah, it's never I'm in always doubt. solid. Always <laughs> solid. Unbelievable. Who are you and what have you done with Paul Reedy? Uh, anyway. <laughs> now, Except the pokey. Obviously, yes. <laughs> Fell off a horse at the show jumping and hit his head. And what he's doing. <laughs> Something's going on. All right. Suncorp Stadium. Uh, tomorrow, after, Sunday afternoon, I should say. Broncos and North Queensland <laughs> Cowboy. Uh, oh, gee, where's the Broncos? Roaring favourites with the bookies. Uh, I like them on the home ground advantage of the fact that the Cowboys just have haven't been firing. Can they turn it around, though, Solid? What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos, mate. I think the the bookies have got it right. They're actually playing some good football, but it's their defence that's winning the games for them. So, yeah, I'm going to go with them. The Cowboys, hot and cold. They destroyed the Raiders last week, but I don't know about it. Yeah, against the Broncos, having to travel. So, Broncos. I'm on the Broncos. Gov? Yeah, as Solid alluded to, the Cowboys, they destroyed the Canberra Raiders last week. If they bring that game, that's going to make this really, really interesting. But I think Adam Reynolds, back with the side, steers them around. They get away with this one. Sorry, Kevy. Uh, all three of us there on the Broncos, dear OD. Didn't want to hear that. And then we go to Four Pines Park for the final game of the round. 5-15, uh, absolute outsiders. The Canterbury Bulldogs. We'll get to Paul Solid Reedy in a moment and see how solid he is there. But I'm on the uh, Manly Seagulls, Gov. Yeah, yeah, you look, the dogs I've got, they bought a lot of good players. They just haven't gelled together as yet, and I just don't think that they're going to do it this weekend. I think Manly Desi will have them fired up, ready to go, so I'm going to go Manly. All right, as our pathway club uh, from the Western Clydesdales, uh, Paul, solid Reedy. Uh, which way are we going in this game? Yeah, good introduction there, Lee, to that one. So. <laughs> good I'll go, good you, know, you know, it's serious tipping here, and the people out there really want us to tip winners, so... Yeah, and they rely on me with you two, Joker. So, look, I'll go with the Seagulls and uh, show them that, uh, you know, we're very serious with our tipping. So, yeah, definitely the Seagulls just over the Bulldogs. Only just. Well, let me just say, if you want the Bulldogs to actually win, the best thing you could have done was have all three of us tipping the <laughs> Seagulls. So the Don't forget the Western Clydesdales are playing this weekend too. Saturday they kick off, 1.30 down at Ittrich. Fantastic. That'll be a great game. And, of course, it's only a matter of weeks away from the TRL kicking back off again, and we'll give you all the details on that each week here in the Smelly Boot. Don't forget, it's all thanks to Bottle Martin. You can catch up on the listener app, L-A-S-T-N-R. Yes, this is even a podcast, would you believe? Uh, Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. And we'll talk about Rugby League again next week. Cheers. Go the Western Clydesdale, boys. Producer Rob uh, is in the studio with right me. Here. All right. Now, he's uh, he's brought the guitar in because we the, promised yep. that we would put together a little number. Uh, when I say we, I meant Rob. Uh, based on some wonderful contributions uh, from uh, from you guys on Monday, we opened up the phones. We said, righto, for a bit of fun, leading up the Toowoomba show, which kicks off today, uh, Dagwood Dog, they're going to sell a million of those over three days. Uh, we want you to put Dagwood Dog into the title of a song. And we had some absolute beauty. There's some really funny ones in there. Very, very funny ones. I love the how much was that Dagwood dog in the window and, uh, we, you know, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but look, there was one classic banger that was very hard to go by. Yeah, just, just couldn't... You had to, you had to, I had to go with it, Lee. I had, I to, think I had to go with this one. I think you did. All right. Producer Rob, uh, live in <coughs> the studio. <coughs> Here we go. Riding down the highway, going to the show, parking in the gravel, tickets at the door, bumper cars, side shows, getting show bags, rodeos, Ferris wheel, singing tunes, 
now I'm hungry, I need to get some food It's a long way to the van if you wanna tag with dog It's a long walk to the van if you wanna tag with dog If you think there's something else that I should try Not interested unless it's deep fried It's a long way to the van if you wanna tag with dog Yes, I'm serious. And when we say, geez, that came back to bite me, it's usually metaphorical. And like many of you, I've had a battle or two with a worm in the bottom of a Jose Cuervo mezcal bottle back in the day. But this seems a little bit over the top. A Chinese father claims he had the shock of his life when a supposedly dead snake inside a bottle of wine he bought a year ago suddenly bit him. Yes, I've got a lot of questions too. Is it a Cobrenet Sauvignon or a Python Noir? And do you drink it with white or red meat? And if you eat the snake after finishing the wine, does it taste like chicken? Anyway, the man from China reportedly brought three jars of snake wine, believing the drink could help his son, who'd been a bit butchers. Instead of opening the jars, the father purportedly left them untouched for a year so they could have enough medicinal properties. Traditional Chinese medicine practitioners believe that snake wine contains several health benefits and can even be a cure for rheumatism, arthritis and the flu. The drink, often prepared by fitting a snake inside a jar of alcohol, usually rice wine and leaving it there to marinate for months. After the year-long marination, the man claims he decided to finally open the jars and administer the traditional Chinese medicine, only to find that all three Three of the venomous snakes came back to life before one of them bit him. So I'm thinking, can someone please organise a dozen or so bottles of this zombie snake wine to be dropped off for the next Married at First Sight dinner party? Now that would be good TV. You cannot be serious! It is my favourite time of the week because we get to talk all things food. We do it with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. Happy show holiday. Oh, how good is that? Yes, and the Zumba show happening. Uh, there is a lot going on. And, and look, we're always chatting about great places to dine in and around Toowoomba. And let's face it, uh, we've got plenty of amazing choices right now. Uh, but do. if you've got kids, uh, you've got to think about them. They love going out. I know my kids do. Uh, the school holidays just around the corner. And I know you've got a few suggestions on where we might be able to take the kids for a great foodie experience for the whole family. And it's a good time to plan ahead, isn't it? The Easter school holidays are coming up soon and it's always a great opportunity to get out and about, like you say. There's some really good options for kids dining in Toowoomba, actually, Lee. So um, starting with Zappiano and Grand Central, they've got a great range of kids' pastas, including the old favourite spaghetti bolognese. Uh, They also have cheese and butter pasta, which is delicious. They've got two kids' pizzas on the menu, and all of the kids' meals at Bapiano are just $12 each. That is great value and plenty to choose from. So after a busy morning shopping at Grand Central and checking out all the school holiday fun, you can call it a Vapiano. Uh, Mum and Dad can enjoy a nice glass of vino and a beautiful pizza. The kids can enjoy Italian pasta and pizza as well. Uh, now, another one I know is the Norval Steakhouse. They've got a great kids' meal section. They do. And what we love about this one is a lot of the dishes are just mini versions of the main meal. So um, there's pulled pork tacos, which mm. I've had. They're delicious. Uh, chicken tacos. There's slow-cooked beef brisket. And this is done, Lee, in their smoker. Obviously, we've seen that and experienced yes. incredible smoker. <laughs> and that is served with mashed potato and gravy for the kids. I think the kids will love that. 
And of course, they do have the good old nuggets and chips, always a favourite. And kids' meals at the Norval Hotel are just $10 each. Hey, that is great value. All right. Uh, Real treat coming up Easter Saturday, April 16. Just happens to be my birthday too. Uh, For the little ones, this is happening out at Westbrook at Windy Acres Farm. It's an Easter egg hunt through the lavender fields. Now, what kid wouldn't want that? Or a birthday boy. Ah. <laughs> An Easter egg hunt. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> um, it does sound like fun. You can check out this event at Windy Acres Farm. They have a Facebook page. Get on and check it out. The kids, get them outside. A bit yeah. of sunshine, um, a morning out on the farm. You can take your own picnic if you want to. The event goes from 9am to 11am on Easter Saturday. Ah, oh, that is just brilliant. And there'll be a coffee van so you can purchase a nice hot coffee, popcorn, other foodie treats on the morning at the farm as well. Speaking yep. of foodie treats, you can find all the food to suit your mood at dinedarlingdowns.com.au and, of course, see here every Friday morning in Friday Foodies. We'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. Have a great weekend. And we do it with thanks to Milk and Honey and Street in Toowoomba. Beautiful breakfast uh, that they put on. And this morning I've got the Forest Mushroom Omelette. It is absolutely delightful. Uh, I recommend you check it out and support our local hospitality industry, uh, helping me to sort out the problems of the world. Uh, Eva Quady, good morning. Morning, Lee. Nadia Carrigan, good morning. Morning. All right. Now this one. Uh, I've been saying this morning that, you know, is it possible that, you know, we're on the verge of a, a yet another sexual revolution or at least a, another the wheel in that in that revolution as uh, young women are throwing away the razor in droves and 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 sparked an entire movement and and certainly a lot of conversation around the stereotypical look for women and where it came from because you know I would have to say that it's men that that this has come from my uh, first images of of what a a beautiful woman should be were given to me by Disney, Playboy, all of these. Things. When you look at those women, in the same breath, <laughs> I, I understand that. But but these are the images, you know, the the blonde hair, the blue eyes, the the, the certain figure, all of these sorts of things. And then that goes right through to all the the cultural influences that include shaving legs, underarms, and all of that sort of stuff. And and it, and when I saw this story popping up and uh, and I started wondering well you know who have you been really doing this for all this time is it just for you Emma um I don't think so oh a lot of it is for me it's what I'm trying to say yeah. a lot of it is for me especially <laughs> yeah. underarms yes. I, I find I don't know I feel like it would create there'd be more bacteria you'd sweat more you'd smell more that's just how I feel. I mean, I'm pretty active, I guess. So yeah. maybe, I don't know if that's part of it. Um, I just find it, I feel like it would be more comfortable. Yep. Look, I could do with never, ever again waxing my eyebrows because that's the worst. Yes. Um, so but that whole know. look, I mean, where did you first did, did I suppose it's feel just... that, you're, okay, I've got to have the legs shaved, I've got to have the underarms, I've got well, to pluck um, their brows. A, it's a bit of a rite of a passage when you're younger. expectation? Yeah, when you're going through puberty and stuff, it's a bit of a rite of passage. Oh, you know, Mum, can I shave my legs yet? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're only 12 or whatever, you know. And you, so you kind of, I don't know, but it's kind of bred into you. I'm the youngest of three girls maybe, so I'll see my sister's doing it because they've seen everybody doing it. Yep. And Mum did it and her, you know, her age demographic, they did it. And I think it's just something... 
it was just the norm, you know. And I suppose society goes through different phases. Like we didn't always shave, obviously. Yes. You go and look back at old portraits and stuff. Absolutely. Women. That's right. Especially the monobrows, you know, there was a lot of that going on. And the, and the 1970s, of course, when, when we sort of took at that end of the 60s and into the early 70s, when we talk about that sex, sexual revolution time. Uh, and then since then, there have been others, uh, high-profile people like Madonna, uh, for example, who made a lot of uh, public statements with photographs showing underarm hair and, and, and so forth. Yeah. And uh, her, daughter, her daughter still does today. Lourdes is renowned for it, um, following in her mother's footsteps. But it's sort of funny, we've got this look at hairy armpits and hairy legs, but I think too it comes down to personally, you know, how much hair do you produce and what is acceptable? Yeah, like, everyone's It depends different. on the individual, I guess, mm. and how comfortable they feel. Mm. I'm with Em. I definitely feel, you know, cleaner, more hygienic, with busy, <laughs> yeah. hot, sweaty bums yeah. trying to get around. It's just another <laughs> yeah. thing to deal with, you know, to probably shampoo and condition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas, you know, Billie Eilish came out years ago with blue hair and yellow hair and hair this and a really grungy look. Yes. But all of a sudden, you know, she's lately, she's changed into a bit of a Marilyn Monroe. She's gone yeah. for this blonde bomb. Shell. So are we behind? Like does like someone like Billy hold that timeline? She's been there, done that, and now yes. she's people just change on. and evolve. And, and so you she change and things evolve. So But it's interesting because I have a daughter who is now in high school and she's at school now, so she won't she won't know I'm talking about. <laughs> but in <laughs> primary like school, I can remember us having this conversation. And early primary school, yeah. she had some little tiny hairs on her legs, and she was absolutely adamant that she needed to start shaving. And oh. I was a bit aghast, said, you know, you've got a long time to do that. I'm not yeah. saying you should never do it, mm. but I'm saying you're gonna be doing this for a long mm. time. Do you really want to start this process now and but where did you get that idea all the other girls are doing it yeah and and so this social pressure was starting uh but but why why did they feel why did any of them feel the need that they needed to do it and and is this what we have put on society is is to women in society that this is an expectation level i you watch you know sports shows i watch a lot of sports shows you know the blokes will come out they might have a suit on but they'll have sneakers on every woman on every sports show is in stiletto pumps Mm -hmm. is that an expectation that we've put on uh, why, oh. can't, why can't the women just come out Yeah, I think sneakers? that women are expected to look a certain way. Though I have been watching the Women's Cricket World Cup a lot and there's a lot of sneakers going on there with the women. Great. Lisa Stalaker and Megan Barnard and everybody. Great. And I'm like, finally, well, you don't want to wreck the turf either. So. Ah, we'll <laughs> see, that might help. Definitely what it is, but, but yeah. the women do it to themselves too or yeah. to each other. They impose it upon and I feel they feel threatened by someone if they don't be at a certain standard. Mm. So yes, men, but I think women are our worst enemies. I think we do it to ourselves and we put pressure on each other more than sometimes what men insist um, in some some aspects of and it. And I think there's that level of professionalism you're trying to, what do I wear to look like with the heels? Yes. Um, like I want to, you know, you've got that so much pressure because there's not as many women in, you know, sports journalism roles yeah, or whatever. Of course. So they're trying to fit that mold so they keep their jobs. I don't know. Mm. But, you know. Like you say, I mean. but I guess men have grown a lot of facial hair through the pandemic. Mm. It, it has as become well. a thing it's again. Yeah. A huge the beard thing. is 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 back in a big way, yeah. and uh, and that has changed. And and the uh, you know dressing down a little bit, not wearing the tie and the jacket and all mm. those sorts of things. So uh, changes are definitely coming. All right, uh, particularly for the ladies this morning. One triple three five three. Do you feel uh, social pressures to look a certain way? One triple three five three. And it's a time that you know we really did just rip up and start again with all mm. of this. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 18 past 8, uh, Nadia, Emma, thank you both very much. Uh, appreciate your time this morning. Thank, thank you, Lee. Oh.